When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Travis Zajac podcast, where we're yes. going to break down the life and career of Travis Zajac, who signed a one-day contract to retire with the New Jersey Devils today, because uh, that's the only sports news that's worth talking about, right? Exactly. Num- yeah. Oh, good old number 19 is hanging it up. Yes. Kunj gets it. it. Kunj gets it. We're done here now. This was a fun podcast. See you all later. <laughs> yeah. We'll play you out with uh, Doc Emmerich yelling, Travis Zajac! <laughs> No, sadly, we are here to talk about the New York Yankees and what exactly the hell they are doing with the rest of their 2021 season. Sigh, heavy sigh. My name is Andrew Burns. Kunshaw over there. What's up? The Yankees. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I apologize to anyone if this is not bleeped out, but yeah, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's hard to feel much sympathy for them these days because they've just been uh, relentlessly crushing goals. You know, they play really well, then they look like crap. They win 13 in a row, they lose seven in a row. They finally manage to put together a small winning streak, then they lose to the Orioles and get clobbered by Cleveland. So, yeah, not even a shutout win on Friday could, like, get away all the negative vibes from this team because they've just been clobbered and now they are behind in the wild card race so that's great yeah it's just so like pathetic and i don't know what else like i could use so many other adjectives here but like it's just disheartening like man like what are you guys doing like okay cool yeah you had a shutout win against a team that's like under 500 i believe cleveland's under 500 or just barely hovering around 500 if they are yeah they're one game under yeah exactly so what are you doing here and then, like, the two losses that they faced, like, they weren't even, like, close losses and like, competitive games. It wasn't even like, oh, well, shit happens. That's baseball. It was just bad and pathetic. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah, just not even much of an attempt against the team that, you know, has been no-hit three times this season. And they allowed to score double-digit runs on back-to-back days. And, yeah, there was some a whole bunch of sloppy baseball in there, too, with uh, bad defense, bad pitching, and just nothing from this offense too, which is a recurring theme of this entire season. This is a lineup loaded with big names that had justifiable preseason expectations and they've done almost nothing. 
yeah, it's just bad this, bad this, bad this. It's just bad. Yeah, and if the Yankees were hoping to get back to the front of the wild card race, this was their time to do it. It was right there. They were playing Orioles, then Cleveland. They got a series coming up with the Rangers, but who knows how that'll go. And they've just kept losing since the 13-game winning streak. They're tied for the worst record in the American League with the Orioles, who, again, they let beat them again. And they're, they let the Orioles beat them eight times on the season. And if they had even done as well as the Red Sox had, forget the Rays, the Red Sox have only lost the Orioles four times this season. If they had done that, then they'd be at the front of the wild card chase. That's that. Right. And, and, and I think we talked about this in our Slack too. Like, yeah, it'd be great if they did what the Rays did to the Orioles, which is what, you know, the Yankees had done in the last three years to the yeah. Orioles. But yeah, just win like four of those games and you're just in a much better position right now. It's just unacceptable what they've been doing. So, and this is a team that like, you know, they have a series against Texas starting. And then after that, they're going to face uh, Baltimore, not necessarily in order because I don't remember the exact order, but Boston, uh, Toronto, and Tampa. And they could very well just go on and dominate those teams and, you know, make it back into the play uh, into the wild card and maybe even get the top seed just because like, you know, the two teams ahead of them are two of their next opponents. So they could take care of business and do it. And this is a team that's very well capable of it, but they just don't play consistently enough. And I feel like I'm going to get annoyed if they even do that and like make themselves back into a playoff team. Cause like where the hell has this team been on a consistent basis? <laughs> yeah. Like neither of us are like, totally giving up on the season yet because yeah this team is streaky they could randomly decide oh you know we played the crap against cleveland but now we'll turn it on against these other wild card opponents and they could vault into a playoff spot and that would be delightful but they made the road so much more difficult than it needs to be if they even played just a little bit better then they could be in in the front of the wild card race right now forget like barely scrapping to stay in it and they're only as we record we're recording this on monday afternoon before the game against the rangers tonight they're only half a game in front of the a's so you know if another bad couple of games and they're going to be behind oakland in the race too and at that point you, ha- you have to overcome two teams just to get back into one playoff spot let alone if you want to jump to the top yeah i mean what the hell again what the hell are you yeah. doing <laughs> It's really just all it comes down to. Because and the thing in the sad part is there's no real explanation. There's no real one thing that's like, oh, if they just did this, if this guy just played better, if this guy no, this this was we talked about this in the preseason, like before like one of our first podcasts or like before the, the season even started, about how this is a team that has depth. It's built on like not depending on just one guy. They they don't need just Aaron Judge to carry them throughout. Like you said, they have the big names, they have the talent, they have all the talent in the world. This might be one of the most talented teams in the whole Major League Baseball right now, but yet they're just not playing like it. Yeah, like there's something to be said of the fact that it wasn't just Yankees fans talking up this team in the preseason. Pretty much everywhere around the game was saying like, oh yeah, the Yankees are probably the American League favorites because that lineup is just menacing. Their rotation may be iffy, but that lineup is menacing. No one doubted the lineup. Like me, and obviously there are some subsets of Yankees fans who are like, oh, well, I doubted the lineup. And it's like, okay, great. But like, that's just not what people expected. Exactly. And like, especially considering like the other teams around the Yankees, especially within the division, didn't really do much to, uh, in theory, at least on paper, get better. Like the Rays, they traded away Blake Snell. The Red Sox were just coming off of an awful year in 2020. The Blue Jays, everyone knew their offense would be good, but the pitching was uh, was always suspect. And then the Orioles are just the Orioles. So at the very least, if they're not the best team in the American League, they should have at least cakewalked into the division title or at least been competitive with like a, like the team like Tampa Bay or whatever for it. But no, they're just handing everything over to everybody else. Like 
they're getting beat, but like I feel like they're just a combination. Of they're getting beat by bad teams, but they're just losing to bad teams, which I understand. Like sounds like the same thing, but I'm trying to make it, it as two different points. If you understand what I'm going for there, yeah. And the Blue Jays really took it to them. Like I know this at this point, this is a couple of weeks ago when the Blue Jays came in the Yankee Stadium, won four in a row, and just totally curb stomped them, and they never even looked competitive. The Blue Jays, credit to them, they made some very good sneaky signings. They signed a one-year deal with Marcus Simeon, and Marcus Simeon has been almost as valuable as Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if not more so. And Robbie Ray, who they signed for a one-year contract, is probably going to win the Cy Young Award because Garrett Cole probably choked that away on Sunday. And Robbie Ray was another guy who was like a rebuild candidate, dude. So the Blue Jays have done what they've needed to do to like remain in this race when it was very hard for them to do so. And they're thoroughly outclassing the Yankees. And as for the Red Sox, they are finding ways to survive that the Yankees just aren't. So yeah, the, the Red Sox are doing everything in their power to just slip away. And, you know, we talked about that during the Yankees 13 game winning streak and like when they swept the Red Sox and all that. But the Yankees are just like, no, 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 no. We're going to let you guys come back into this. Keep coming back into this when there was really no reason to do that. <laughs> yeah. And they've been winning ball games anyway, even as, you know, they had to do like COVID outbreak and put more people on the injured list. So I have whatever credit, but, you know, they're they are doing their job. They swept the Orioles over the weekend. Imagine that. Wow. Yeah. And like, yeah, so. Last week, we, we talked before they were going into the series against the Orioles and against Cleveland. And we're, I think I specifically said, like, it's six games. They need to win, like, four or five of them. Six would be great, but they need to win four or five of them. They won three. Uh, Woo. Like, yeah, they won two games against the Orioles, which is, like, annoying to not sweep. But, okay, fine. Like, sweeping is just a hard task. Like, playing any, game, any team three days in a row, whatever. But then going, like, one and two against Cleveland. Yeah. And then again, like you said, Garrett Cole, like, what are you doing there? Like, just basically choking away the Cy Young is probably a good way of doing it. And then, yeah, like, obviously, Gary Sanchez had that uh, drop pop ball on uh, pop up on Saturday, but it, he's getting way too much of the blame for that. There was still way too many batters. Yeah. Albert, base Abreu, right after that. Albert Abreu got absolutely pummeled. And like, yeah. I know Gary's calling the pitches, but. Abreu was not executing at all, and he got rocked. Louis Seale didn't pitch particularly well on that either. So, yeah, the foul, Gary has to make that play. That, no one's denying that. That sh- should be caught, but, you know, <laughs> he t- didn't allow the 11 runs across the plate. Sheesh. Yeah, exactly. Like, And also, score more than four runs total in two days against Cleveland. Oh, my God. Especially when you have Garrett Cole, who's one of the best pitchers in the American League, probably – second best in the American League right now going up against a not great Cleveland offense and then on top of that you have a rookie pitcher with an ERA of six. Oh yeah why why is this lineup being shut out by them well Eli Morgan you know you just gotta tip your hat to that guy <laughs> and I feel like the Yankees keep finding ways to like be embarrassed by these pitchers who, have, who are not having good seasons and yeah, you, you give credit to like these pitchers because they're still technically major league pitchers and whatever, but the Yankees need to do better. And they, like I said, they have all the talent in the world. They should be exposing exactly what flaws everyone else has been exposing, but yet they seem to be baffled. Like They just keep looking uncompetitive in at-bats. They look like they're giving up. They look like they have no interest in playing, to be honest. Yeah. And like even in that Orioles series, yes, they won two out of three. They really should have swept that because they had the lead late going to the final inning of the last game and they blew it. And again, 
we can be frustrated by the way that that game fell apart with some miss and not great receiving by Gary and also some wild pitching by Clay Holmes and others, but the Yankees didn't build on the Orioles bullpen. That's the Orioles bullpen is one of the worst bullpens I've ever seen. And throughout the entire 2021 season, the Yankees have made them look competitive. And in that game, in that finale, they allowed Fernando Abad, Dylan Tate, Connor Green, and Cole Sulcer to throw five and a third innings scoreless. So what are we even doing here? <laughs> That's that again, I'm just going to keep coming back to the same word. Unacceptable. Yeah. Like this is, this is yeah. I'd... And eventually you have <sighs> to start looking outward, like not to kind of, you know, go to that, but like Aaron Boone, Marcus Timms, what are you guys doing exactly? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I understand. I don't know what exactly coaches and managers are supposed to say after performances like this, but to keep getting the same crap over and over again from Boone is exhausting. Like he's like, Oh yeah. You know, they, they competed. Like and he said that after they lost to Cleveland on Sunday, like 11 to one or whatever it was. Right. And it's like, no, they weren't. Cause they were putting together terrible at bats late. I know it was a blowout, but that's what it was. And they also started, you know, chucking the ball around on defense and getting sloppy. And it's, they don't look competitive. That's just not what the eye test is showing. Yeah, like technically, I guess Aaron Boone is correct in that they were competing and that they didn't just walk off the field and <laughs> refuse to play. So, yes, I guess technically you are correct. But if he thinks that what the performance that the Yankees put up over the weekend is a competitive team or a team that's like looks like they're fighting for a playoff spot, a team that looks like they want to win, the team that looks like they want to make the playoffs, I have no idea what the hell he's thinking. And like, it's not like he's a first year manager anymore either. No, no this is his fourth year on the job. And he's seen a team that's competitive. He's managed the 2018 to 2020 Yankees. He's seen teams that are competitive. And I just don't know how he can have that experience, which again, it's not like he's been, he's an all world manager or whatever, but I don't know how he can see those teams and then think this team is also a competitive team. That's not giving up. That's still fighting. That's in it to win it. Yeah, and you just look at the body language of the guys on the bench, and granted, no one's going to look great when they're being clobbered by 10 runs, but they just look like they're out of it. And I'm sure that, again, I'm sure they're gassed, because again, we're at the end of this 20 games and 20 days stretch. So sure, I'm sure they actually are exhausted, and that's not helping, but they just don't have any fight in them. And these are very hard qualities to describe, and you know that's not always the hard numbers that we're looking at, but you'd like to see a little bit more, especially because like communicating with the players and keeping them invested is supposed to be one of his strengths as a manager. And if they're folding like a deck of cards at the end of the season, then that's extremely damning on his part. And honestly, at this point, if he comes back, then that's pretty damning on the front office's part too, because I don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And like, I understand, like you said, like 20 games in 20 days is a rough, a tough stretch but they built themselves no cushion to be able to take the uh, foot off the pedal for even a little bit. Like you've actually dug yourself, you've been digging yourself a hole all season. If they played like they had been all season and then now they were just playing rough, it's like, okay, fine. They're tired. They're exhausted, but Hey, they have some cushion. It's okay. Whatever. But you haven't allowed yourself that. And then you're doing this. And I honestly, like I understand that, you know, players need rest or whatever, but, you're in the dog days. You're, you're in the, the final stretch of the season. You shouldn't be worrying about getting guys getting their rest or whatever, because if you're not making the playoffs, everyone's going to get a lot of rest. I'm sorry, but. Oh, yeah, they'll be totally fine. Don't worry. Like, was it? I think, was it last week or this past week? Like, Joey Gallows had two games in like in within like four, day, four days. Yeah, it was uh, like, technically last weekend. 
Because like th- this week he had been playing more, and then he got he had to leave that game on Saturday with neck tightness, and then didn't play right, Sunday. Right. But like okay, before yeah, then, yeah. in the Subway Series, I think he had sat on Saturday start, and then he didn't play one of the games against the Orioles or something like that. So yeah, it's like what are you doing? And then like I understand that you have like may have your issues with Gary Sanchez, but at the end of the day, he needs to be playing more than he has been. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, but you know what you're getting with Kyle Higashioka's bat. Gary, yeah, obviously he hasn't been hitting well recently, but you still know that there's more potential with his bat than there is with Kyle Higashioka's. And Higashioka, I'm sorry, doesn't bring that much more significantly defensively than Gary to justify him getting as much playing time as he is right now when the Yankees are fighting for a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah, we can. some people can quibble and say, yeah, Gary has been hitting lately. Kyle Higashioka has not hit since April. Like, since then, his yeah. OPS is, like, sub-550. And I will even accept that he's probably a defensive catcher than Gary and that I think pitchers do like throwing to him. But, like, even he's prone to sloppiness. In that game on Sunday, he had two pass balls late, and we didn't hear boo. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, it's not like the blowouts only happened with Gary Sanchez behind the plate. Yeah, yeah. Garrett Again. Cole, like, here's a here's a great thing. Like, they got destroyed on Saturday. Gary Sanchez took a ton of heat. He didn't play the next day, partially because, you know, Cole always has uh, Higgy catching him. And they got destroyed by pretty much the same margin. So what changed? We removed Gary Sanchez, and the exact freaking thing happened. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think benching Gary was the answer. So no, not at all. And it again, we, we are not is. we are not denying that Gary needs to catch better because he did have a sloppy week behind the plate. But like, oh, of course, nobody's saying that. Yeah, but like, I think what people don't realize, like, you look around catchers in the in baseball right now, like Salvador Perez is the exception to like hitting like forty five homers out of nowhere or whatever. Like, only a handful of dudes are really good catchers, and it's pretty dire right now. So, I know a ton of people want Gary Nontender; they want to get rid of him. Maybe that happens because the Yankees have been kind of vocal about that, but I, it doesn't really seem like it'll make much sense, but that's a problem for another day, I, I suppose. Like, what are the alternatives? Like, what are you going to yeah. go to? Like, Kyle Higashioka starting every day? Like, no, that's just not an option. No, he's terrible. <laughs> Unless he could somehow manage to get, like, Sal Perez or whatever, like, okay, fine, then I get it, but you're not making that move <laughs> No, and Salvi just signed an extension, so he's not going anywhere anyway. So right. he's literally all the Royals have. And they got some good prospects too, but you know that's that's for that's for future Royals. <laughs> right. I, I, that's, he's literally all they have right now. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. This is this is what happens when the Yankees play like shit. We just sort of yell about them, but like, what what is there to say? They're they're just a giant disappointment. One of the more disappointing yeah. teams I've ever watched. Yeah, this has to be the, like, the most disappointing team I've watched. Like, admittedly, I haven't been around for many years. Like, I only started watching baseball, like, I want to say 2007, 2008-ish. So, fine, yeah. But this has to be one of the most disappointing teams I've ever watched. Just because yeah, he- the expectations were so high. Like, we talked about it, too. Like, the 2013, 2014 teams, like, yeah, they were probably technically worse. But... I'd rather watch them right now than these Yankees because I know those guys are going to be bad. This team is supposed to be good. Exactly. Those rosters were not as well constructed as this one. They were older. They had more injuries, believe it or not. And, you know, at least it had some positive vibes from like the farewell tours, but like, that's, 
that wasn't really doing a lot. 2016 probably would have been in that disappointing tier, if not for the not Gary for surge at the end, which made things a little bit more fun. And also just the baby bombers coming up. But then that was last season that the Yankees missed the playoffs. And yes, I know we're spoiled Yankees fans seeing like the Yankees make the, make the playoffs almost every year of our fandoms. But like for this Yankees team to either miss the playoffs or perhaps lose in the wild card game, that's really, really an indictment on Boone. And I, sorry to say, but Brian Cashman too. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. And these hitters, like they are not meeting expectations. And ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, and again, I don't think either of us are claiming to like have the answer, the solution. Like I don't, ne- I wouldn't necessarily object to them moving on from an Aaron Boone or whatever, but I don't really have a better idea either. What or even a Marcus Tim's like, I don't know what the better alternative is, but at the end of the day, somebody needs to be held responsible. I feel like for this team just not being able to perform or step up or make adjustments, whatever it is. So they have to figure out something on a broader scale rather than just, Oh, who's going to be the starting catcher. That's going to save everything. Like, no, it's going to do almost nothing. Yeah. All these young players were supposed to have taken steps forward from like 2019 and they haven't, they've if anything gone backward. So yeah. Yeah, the only player who has been consistently good and above average and like you've never really had to worry about is Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Yeah, well, let's move on to inspiring news on the injured list update. (laughs) Speaking of those, it's the best. It's the best news we have. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of those baby bombers, yeah, it'll be nice to see Luis Severino back on a major league mound again for the first time since the 2019 playoffs. He's only going to be in the bullpen, but he's been activated to the roster, and uh, we'll see what he can do. I don't know if it'll really be much, but it'll again, it just falls on the category of like nice to see. What's up? Yeah, and again, I think I said this exactly last week too. Like at this point, I'm not looking for him to come and make an impact. It would just be nice to see him actually make it back to the mound uh, and pitch in the majors this year, just as like a little glimmer of hope for next season. Like, okay, he's actually healthy because he actually made it back and pitched in games. So maybe we can hope for next year that he'll be able to return to form. And, you know, obviously next year, he's not going to be looking at a bullpen role, he'll be looking for, uh, he'll be looking to work himself back into that rotation, which he should easily be able to do. So it'll just be good to see him back out there. And Hey, if he does make an impact and can help this team and help this bullpen, which is obviously quite gassed as we've said over and over again, the last few weeks, then, Hey, that's, that's just a bonus. Yeah. And the, the funny thing about the bullpen being gassed, I think actually over the weekend, they may have been able to recharge a little bit just because all three of those games were blowouts. So the only guy I pitched multiple times over the weekend was Licky and Chad Green and Aroldis Chapman have not pitched since Wednesday. So maybe they finally got a chance to have a breather and they'll be recharged and pitch well in this um, upcoming Rangers series. But again, that will require good starts from the rotation, which, uh, Garrett Cole and Louis Seal did not provide over the weekend. So, and will also require the offense to do their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like um, Jameson Tayo and Jonathan Lewiska are making their way on the comeback trail to not particularly close yet because Lewiska was just playing catch and Tayo through a bullpen. But we'll see. We might get them back soon. TBD. Yeah. Maybe. Um, if the Yankees do what they should do, which is a statement we keep saying over and over again throughout the course of the season. But if the Yankees do what they should do this uh, against the Rangers, bring themselves back to like, you know, a more respectable playoff standing. I'm sorry, but 
a game a game behind or a game and a half behind of a, a playoff spot right now is not a respectable standing for them. But yeah. if they take care of business against the Rangers and then they go into those pivotal uh, series against um, Boston and Toronto and whatever, and they're looking for let's just keep this thing going, keep this thing rolling, then yeah, those are those guys will be good good additions to have, especially Wysika, who's who was the team's best reliever this season before he went down. It probably still is the team's best reliever, even though he's injured. Yeah, <laughs> just put him on the mound right now. It'll probably put up a better scoreless inning than uh, Chad Green. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I, I offered to pitch for the Yankees if the bullpen needed a break because I can also go up there and give up runs for the team. Yeah, and from the files of, oh, man, you, Miguel Andujar suddenly appearing in Scranton on Sunday. I guess he's in rehab games too, but I'm not counting on him for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean even if he comes up where is he playing yeah well, honestly at this point just embrace the nightmare infield and put him at third put uh um, yeah. glaber at shortstop let's, uh who we're putting at second let's put um luke let's put voigt. greg allen at second base why not we'll call him up and no, no, no. nope luke voigt i've already decided oh okay good yeah luke voigt you know here finally you can go in the lineup he'll play first base <laughs> yes and have jay bruce come back for one more game to play first <laughs> yes Make sure to sign him into a one-day contract so he can retire a Yankee, but just sign him to a one-day contract during the season so he can play one more game. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And I guess we may, we may get Domingo Armand back sometime this week, but like Severino, it's going to be like a bullpen sort of thing. So, yippee. <laughs> you know what was wild to me is like, I didn't realize Domingo Armand's only been out since like August 1st. Yeah. Sort you of convince me. You could have convinced me he hasn't pitched since May, and I would have believed you because that's genuinely what I thought. Yeah, but I guess if we are complaining about something, we will salute some good aspects. We did Corey Kluber finally put in a good start, so that was good to see. Nestor Cortez and Jordan Montgomery both pitched well in their outings too. So since uh, they're the guys pitching in this series, maybe things won't be so bad. I don't know. <laughs> I, for one, have faith in Nasty Nestor Cortez. Yes. Do I believe in anybody else on this team? No, I don't. But I believe in Nestor Cortez. Yeah, I remember how we were calling him like the de facto ace. Now he just is the ace. Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> he just is the ace. Give him the Young. Sorry, Robbie Ray. Sorry, Garrett Cole. It's him. Yeah, I mean, do they rock a mustache like he does? I think not. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I should I, I, I should correct myself. Give his mustache the Young. Yeah. The Tom Selleck Award. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a break and we will be right back and we're back. So I don't think there was much movements on the baseball reference war leaderboard that you like to check in, right? No, uh, everything's pretty much the same from last week. Lewis Lickie's still on there, which is, hey, cool. Good for him. But outside of that, I mean, Garrett Cole is still the Yankees war leader with Aaron Judge behind him. But Judge didn't really have a great weekend. So what, it's not really exactly close. Yeah. But besides that, not much really. Domingo Herman's still on that uh, top 12. Which... <laughs> Domingo Herman, just the guy who's around for the 2021 Yankees, even when he's not. <laughs> I think I think the story of this season is how many players on the injured list have stayed on the top 12 leaderboard for a significant amount of time they were on the injured list. <laughs> like yeah. Corey Kluber stayed on it for months until he came back, and then then he ruined his standing on the, on the list. And then hey. now Domingo Herman's on there. Maybe Corey Kluber will storm back. He's there at uh, number 11. He is, there, so. he is there, technically. Yep. Congrats. Participants. <laughs> yes. Hooray. 
but hey, right. yeah i mean like i said give credit to his last start because he needed that <laughs> yeah we all needed that and it seemed everything seemed like it would be fine after friday i was like oh wow they did a blowout for once that's cool maybe things will be nice this weekend and then they were yeah. shit so yeah and again the, the yankees day game problem is just a whole other thing i still think it all comes back to they have terrible sleep habits yeah again take their phones away <laughs> yes all right so let's uh get out of dodge we'll do the yankee and <laughs> mitre of the week Woo! all right who is your yankee of the week Yankee of the week is just Luis Severino, just because he's coming back. Um, you know, obviously it's been a tough road for him coming back with um, the pandemic and then setbacks and injury, Tommy John and all that. So it'll just be good to see him on the mound. It's a little bit of a feel-good story. And I've got really nothing better to say about the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I think that's fair. <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Luis Severino, one of the few bright spots. We'll take it. Maybe his return will not be so bright, but hey, at the moment, it's nice to see his name on the active roster because it's been a long freaking time. Yeah, it'll be nice to hopefully we get to see him come into today's game or tomorrow, whenever, but hopefully we get to see him soon. (laughs) Yeah. All right. My Yankee of the week is Joey Gallo because he was raking pretty much in the sample that we saw him from this week. He hit five home runs. So pretty good. He had a pretty crazy OPS and he cannot really be blamed for Saturday and Sunday because he had to leave Saturday with neck tightness and then didn't play on Sunday. So he was hidden. I don't know how much this neck tightness will affect him going forward, but Hey, the five homers of the past week were fun. Yeah. Joey Gallo was going to be my original Yankee of the week before Severino was officially called in. And I figured that if I didn't mention him that you would, yeah, because there's really nobody else to talk about. Yeah, I, my uh, my backup was just going to be Nestor because it'd be like, why not? You know, he yeah, exactly. he had a career high in strikeouts last time and pitched six in the third inning. So yeah, nasty Nestor, nasty Nestor. But yeah, no, uh, Joey Gallo was fun. I wonder if his neck was just strained from watching his home runs travel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but hopefully nothing too serious for him, and he he gets back into the lineup soon. Yeah, last thing the Yankees lineup needs is another guy going down or underachieving. So God. that's where Miguel Andujar is going to play. <laughs> oh man, just like it's, I know I keep coming back to this, but it's so weird just to see Miguel Andujar begin rehab assignment. I'm like, oh, I thought you were just done for the year, but I guess not. <laughs> sure, why not? He really invigorated the lineup when he was the sudden replacement last time in May, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he is still on the baseball reference page. Okay, no, Joey Gallo has replaced him. But for a while, he was like the guy with the most games in left field. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, Joey Gallo has uh, taken that over with his uh, 46 games. Mm, Ferocious. (laughs) Oh, dear. I don't believe that Aaron Hicks played 32 games this year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Some of these things are just wild. Also, every time I, I the, the last couple of days, I keep going onto the baseball reference page and I keep being reminded Brugnano Dor exists because, like, I just feel like I haven't seen his name in forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I saw, actually saw a good tweet about Brugnano Dor the other day that I'm going to pull up. Okay, yeah, so this is a tweet thread from River Avenue Blues. Completely forgot Odor is on the roster until the broadcast brought him up. He hasn't started a game in 11 days and has only pinched it twice since then. Between that and his $0 luxury tax hit, his roster spot is basically a money laundering front. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. um, Because I was looking here, he hasn't played since September 12th. Yeah. And even then, he just came in in the ninth inning. Like, basically, the 12th and the 10th, like the Mets series, he just kind of 
came in to pinch hit, I'm assuming for pitchers, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, and I remember the broadcast was talking about, like, oh, maybe they need to start him to, like, provide some spark to this lineup or something. But apparently he – one of the reasons he hasn't been playing is because he was in a two-for-39 skin. <laughs> so yeah. that's not really the answer. I mean, I guess technically he hasn't hit his uh, token uh, home run for the month of September yet, so maybe starting him is <laughs> He's <laughs> due. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not really complaining that he's not getting at bats right now. No. All right. Let's finish this. Mitre of the week. Who you got? My Mitre of the week is uh, obviously TikTok for keeping the Yankees up and like ruining their sleep habits. Of course. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually Aaron Boone just because like we talked about it before, but I'm kind of over the very, very bland general statements and I think uh, Sunday was the final nail in the coffin with the, this team it was uh, was competing the whole way and this team is really fighting. I'm like, no, they're not. I'm sorry, but they're not at all. Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just shut up. Like they're... You could just go up there and be like, I don't know what's going on. I would have honestly respected that a lot more. Yeah, and I'm going to salute another guy on Twitter, Randy Wilkins, who is producing the Jeter documentary and has uh, got some good insights, but he talks about like, I still can't believe that Aaron Boone quote, I don't understand what he's seeing on the field. The rest of us aren't. Why is there a disconnect? And, you know, there's an extensive list of managers and head coaches who were savvy enough to call out his or her team without publicly embarrassing them. Joe Torrey did this all the time. Aaron Boone is an adult, but he can't figure out a way to do it. So. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we know he's been brought here because of his communication skills and whatnot. And he's supposed to be able to help the relationship with, with the young guys that like Joe Girardi was apparently was struggling with and whatnot. But again, these aren't young kids anymore. They're, they're really not babies anymore. And you're not really doing much. Yeah. And I understand that like, it's a very team wide offensive drought, but like the only guy he seems to ever call out by name is Gary. And other than that, it's just like, Oh, we got to do better. But like all these guys are just in bad slumps. So yeah, and exactly. And if it's one person or one one or two guys that you could just put the blame towards, sure. But when it's a whole team-wide thing and a whole system uh, philosophy that just seems to be going wrong, at the end of the day, he's the manager of the Yankees. He's the face of the Yankees. It's all comes down to him. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Yeah. My Mitre of, of the Week. My Mitre of the Week is one of those young guys who has not been doing much, and that's Gleyber Torres. And he's been booting the ball at second base even after being moved from shortstop. So that's great to see. We love it. And by the way, he also has not really been hitting. He's been getting like singles, but singles aren't the answer. You know, we need the dingers, we need extra base hits, and he's just getting singles. That's not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's technically better than nothing, but. Yeah, it's but at the same really time, good. past week, his OPS is 653. That's what happens when right. you're only getting singles. <laughs> exactly. And Glaber's, this is a season to forget for him. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week more because that was when we really talked about the position switch. But um, yeah, probably Yankees are going to be looking for shortstop in the offseason. I'm not going to blame him. So. No, not at all. They, uh, they, they need to figure out something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dire. All right. Well, speaking of Dyer, we'll be back next week <laughs> to talk about the Yankees again. <laughs> Maybe things will be better, but it's not trending in that direction. Yeah, hopefully the Yankees will give us something to be excited about going in the last week, but the, the odds are very much against them, it seems like. Yeah, it seems I can already see the way it's going. Maybe they will have a good rebound series against the Rangers and take two out of three or something like that. Then there's a series against the Red Sox at Fenway, and man... I don't know how that's going to go. 
<laughs> maybe Aaron Boone will pinch it for Geo or whatever and just hit a, a, a home run again. Yes. <laughs> that's He did that once before, and he's made a whole life out of it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Way to coast. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully Yankees actually do something and we want to be like next week. So we'll leave it at that. You can follow us on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley. Follow me on Twitter at Merns PSA. Where can people find you this week? You can find me at Yankees. Go go for it. Tweet yes. me all your opinions. <laughs> Condolences to the Yankees social media rep. Yeah, I, I do apologize in advance for you, but not for the team. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, boy. Well, that'll do for us. Take care. Good luck. Maybe Yankees will not be shit. Bye. See you. <laughs>